Welcome to the Truckers Podcast with your host, Raymond White, telling the story of those who move America. Today we have Holly Forsyth, a young professional in the trucking business. And don't let the term young professional fool you. Holly is the previous chairman of the Oklahoma's Trucking Safety and Security Council. She has also gained a vast amount of experience in recruiting, safety, and DOT compliance at trucking companies. Holly, welcome. Thank you for having me today. Oh, absolutely. Well, thank you for being here. You know, to start us off, I'm I'm very curious um, on how you got into the transportation industry. Yeah, so, you know, I talk to a lot of people on transportation, and they'll kind of tell you, like, they fell into it. And that's very similar to my story. I um, was interning and doing a lot of things all through my safety degree and bounced around quite a bit with that, but started out with love, so, you know, common, everybody sees those um, around. And oh, yeah. um, saw their DOT compliance and said, well, I'll give that a try. And um, so got into there, wanted to get a little bit of compliance background um, in my repertoire of safety. Um, I had done some other things, and so kicked off there, and then from there, I haven't really looked back. So um, fell in love with the industry and the people in it and been doing it ever since. No, absolutely. Well, I love that. And, you know, you have, uh, you know, experience in multiple different areas of the industry. Have you found one area that you're passionate about more than the others? You know, I've really thought about this because each time I do something different in the industry, I like that portion of it a little bit more, you know, recruiting. I love, I love being able to go out and talk to different people and do all the shows and getting to do that. Um, and then I even was on a sales side where I was selling technology um, that benefited the industry. So that was fun for me. But ultimately, it's when I'm helping either the drivers or the company and finding efficiencies that I truly love it. So, um, you know, on the recruiting side, getting to get someone a job and their appreciation for that to now keeping them compliant um, is, is what I truly enjoy. And just seeing this industry so great in that the people love to improve and love to be um, learn from each other. And so that's what I appreciate about it. No, absolutely. And, and to backtrack, um, you had mentioned about a degree. Um, you know, tell me more about that. Yeah, um, you know, talk about bouncing around. I bounced around in college, could not figure out what I wanted to do. At one point, I was a chemical engineering major, uh, an architecture major. But I know, I I went all over the place here. But I landed as a safety, industrial safety. And I I really picked up on it because I love to teach and show people different things. So I figured that was good for the safety side. But then I I love the learning of the safety and all that there was to it. You had environmental, um, you had things like me were currently compliant, so different things like that. And it, it allowed me to go in any route that I wanted um, because obviously I like to do a bunch of different things. So just having that degree allowed me to do things like recruiting, training, compliance, all of that now in trucking. No, that's, that's, that's great. I love hearing that. And, you know, I was thinking about it and, you know, just the DOT, you know, we can just pick that apart, but there's so much information to absorb and, you know, all of the different regulations and ever-changing, and it can be complicated from the outside looking in. So 
how do you approach self-development and are you always studying the industry or how do you, how do you, you know, when you jumped into DOT and compliance for the first time, I mean, how did you approach, you know, taking on that monster of, of learning it? Man, it is. And you're constantly learning every day. Um, I, I learned from a bunch of guys a little bit older than me and, and luckily this industry loves to help each other out. So being a part of the Oklahoma Trucking Association, I had a lot of networks there just starting out. Um, the companies that I've worked for in the past was really helpful. But I've leaned on so many mentors that I've met throughout my years to say, hey, does this sound right to you? Um, you know, I have this issue, you know. And what, what are you guys doing? And they really do help. So the other people in the industry, that's what I love about trucking so much is that they really do want to help each other out to make us all better as an industry. And so the group that I've met through the Oklahoma Trucking Association, I think, is one of the best. Um, but I also go out, I try to meet with the troopers and FMCSA, and I've um, created a relationship with them as well so that it's learning from the people that are bringing these regulations into our industry and so that I understand where they're coming from. But, yeah, it's a constant game of trying to keep up. But if it wasn't for those who had gone before me and learning from them, um, I wouldn't be where I am. And also learning from drivers. You know, you learn a lot from the drivers as well. It, it may be not the correct way. You may learn how to not do it. But, <laughs> yeah. um, it does show you a different side or their perspective on the regulations or why they're doing it the way that they're doing it. And so I have learned a lot from just getting out there in the field within and trying to understand their job. No, absolutely. No, I think I... I think you're exactly right with um, this industry being very open to, to share and and you know I think that's a I think you hit the nail on the head there. What um what tips do you have for any young professionals who maybe are not in the trucking industry but are curious about it and you know maybe looking to to join it at, in some role or fashion into the transportation industry? First off, I would say if you'd asked young Holly. <laughs> I would have, no, you know, it wasn't even on my horizon of what I would thought about. But I think, one, think about it. If you're young and you're looking at different industries, I think trucking always just kind of gets pushed to the side or not even thought of. Um, But think about it. There is, you need technology. Technology is taking over the transportation industry. So there's tech, there's HR, there's safety, there's management roles, uh, mechanics, and different things like that. Don't be afraid to jump into trucking because it's a beautiful industry to be in, um, but it just doesn't look so glamorous from the outside, you know. So oh, yeah. that's one thing that, you know, it kind of gets that, oh, I don't really want to be in that industry, but it is an amazing industry to be a part of, and um, I think that's one thing I would encourage young people to just at least look at it. I go and talk to different schools, and most of the kids high school age would never even consider trucking because they think of truck uh, drivers, which is a wonderful yeah. industry as well, but there is so much that goes in behind that. So if you're tech or your economics, we need that in trucking too. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I love that. I love that you go and talk to the schools because I think that's, that's needed now more than ever. And, you know, I mean, it, it, you, you hit something too that I've, I've seen myself out there where, you know, there's a lot of trucking companies where, you know, maybe their old, you know, their CFO has retired and, you know, they're kind of struggling. They might be in a rural area or just outside of a metropolitan city and it's hard to attract, you know, even just good finance talent to mm-hmm. the, to the company. And so, yeah, I think that's, 
I think that's great. Um, shifting gears a little bit on the um, on the the safety side of the industry, what is your philosophy on leadership and safety? And do you think that there's more power in recognizing a driver when they do a great job, or is disciplining a driver when they make a mistake? And how do you balance both of those? Yeah, this has always been a hot topic for me because I I'm kind of rising. A different way. I did a presentation once um, over the book, Carrots and Sticks Don't Work, which I'm a huge fan of. Uh, Paul Marciano um, is the author of that book. But basically, it talks about balancing all of that, but really encouraging people, you know, through recognition and figuring out which way people, basically, what motivates them. And there's other ways other than just here's some money, (laughs) you know, or take away some money. Um, which I think is the go-to, and it's the easiest thing to do. But at the end of the day, there's so much more that can make someone want to get home safely or do the right thing. And that book really does hit on a lot of those points of how, yeah, I mean, it takes more effort as a company, and but at the end of the day, you're going to make a more sustainable um, culture in your mm-hmm. safety. But to go back, you know, to answer your question, I think you do have to balance it out. I I think recognizing people is great, but not everybody wants to be, you know, grandiose recognized. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, you have to find that motivator for them. And a lot of times I try to think of, you know, psychologically safe people. And so if you're constantly out there nitpicking them um, or getting onto them or discipline, they're going to become more afraid to do things. And so you mm-hmm. kind of create this culture of being afraid or, you know, they're scared to make a movement and when you're scared, especially in different industries like ours with hazmat, you have, you could cause it to go south real quick. So um, I kind of do like a learning culture, you know, like go out, guess if something's wrong, but teach them the way that it should be instead of just harping on what they did wrong. You know, sandwich it with something maybe that they did right. And I know that seems very soft for our industry, but um, it does help people to understand like, hey, this is wrong, but here's the culture to learn instead of just discipline. Absolutely. And, you know, the truth is, you know, they, 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 most drivers, you know, 95, 98% of drivers, when they make a mistake, they know they make a mistake. And, and truthfully, they probably feel worse about it than, than you were even upset about it. <laughs> you know, yeah. They, they yeah. you know, they, they want to do good for the company and they, they might have known they made a mistake, but they, you know, they're, they're upset about it as, as much as anyone else. And so, um, and to expand on that, what have you found to help foster the relationship between um, maybe the drivers and, and dispatch? Because you often hear, you know, driver turnover is, is fueled by, you know, either disagreements or, you know, kind of maybe not a good culture, and that can be driven by management, safety, but also, you know, that relationship between the driver and the dispatcher. You know, I think the biggest thing that I found is consistency. And I found that more on the recruiting side. So I was mm. taught, you know, in recruiting of, like, don't go out there and promote something that isn't going to actually be practiced here in management and dispatch. So really start talking about, hey, it's the good and the bad of a, of a company when you're out there recruiting because people want to come to a company that they can trust and that are consistent. And so mm-hmm. managers or supervisors or dispatch, if someone is consistent and they answer the phone and they talk to you in a, a nice manner, but they're consistent with you, 
I feel like that builds that trust ultimately, and then drivers want to stay, and then they feel like they can tell them something or, you know, if it's a manager. But ultimately, it's that consistency, and it does start at the recruiting because if you are recruited and they're telling you one thing and you get there and it's complete opposite, well, that's immediately gone out the door, and you've not even been there a week. And so I harp really hard on that, and then that flows all the way through to management and dispatch. Yeah, and, you know, I, I see this all the time of, of drivers leave a company, and, you know, I guess the popular term is the grass isn't always greener, and you often see, you know, I don't know if you've experienced this, but drivers will leave, and then it wasn't how they expected when they get to a different company, and then, you know, a couple weeks or months, they come back to the company, <laughs> and yeah. just left. I don't know if you've seen that or experienced Oh, that. yeah, the boomerang, <laughs> the boomerang drivers, yep. And, you know, you try to tell me, but at the end of the day, I sometimes like for that to happen because I will tell you, in most companies that I've worked for, the guys will talk, and it's like they almost talk up another company so high, and so it's like, that's great. Go see if it's actually like that, you know, and then come back and tell the other guys, like, hey, it may not be as great, or the money's not exactly what it, you know, there's fine prints to that or something like that, so you know, it is kind of good sometimes um, for them to go see other companies and see how they work. And and sometimes that brings back great things for your company to learn. Um, but, Absolutely. yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a two-sided on that one. So, yeah. Well, and and I love, uh, again, I'm still thinking about what you said about going to speak to schools, and I think there needs to be more of that. Um, but do you have any other things that you think that the industry, the trucking industry in general, can do to attract more young talent? You know, I think we always have that, and like you said, going to schools, getting to people early, um, understanding that, you know, trucking isn't this scary, you know, kind of elusive industry that even driving around them, you know, we teach them how to drive around them. Uh, big trucks, you know, the new drivers that are entering the industry, we try to show them how to drive near big trucks. So little things like that help to kind of curb um, maybe old ideas of what trucking was, and then I think we're getting there, but it's understanding that there's old ways of doing things in trucking, and then there's newer ways, and so that technology is coming along, and it's kind of becoming more of a popular popular industry to be in because we've got more things like tech and finance, and more of that's being applied, and yeah. so I think that will help grow this industry, but companies just need to kind of not be afraid to say, hey, I'm here, and I'm a cool company. Come work for us. Look at the cool things we do, because you just don't see it as much um, oh, as yeah. the other industries do. So there's some cool things we can do. It's just we got to promote it a little more. No, absolutely. Well, what is your opinion on some of the proposed safety standards, such as the side underride guards or speed limiters on trucks? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I go back to my safety degree when I hear a lot of those, and I think, you know, are we trying to engineer controls out so to kind of take away that human element of things? And that's it is a safety part of it. You just try to eliminate as much human error as possible. But I want, when those things happen, one, to consider all the data. You know, is there true data back in this that it needs to go, truly go all the way to being mandated? Um, or just maybe a recommended best practice. Um, and then at the same time, are there controls that need to go out more towards the other side of the modern public? <laughs> you know, because it's not always <laughs> yeah. the big bad truck that's causing the problem. But you can put so many controls in place that 
the drivers essentially can't do their job correctly because it's just too much going on. You know, we had beepers in one truck that I think made the guys go insane in Dallas oh. traffic because you're beeping every time. It's just there's stuff all around you. So, you know, you have to be considerate of what you're trying to engineer out. Um, and things like speeding, yes, we know that that's an issue and, you know, probably shouldn't be hauling 80,000 pounds of something down the interstate at 90 miles an hour. Um, it's, not, it's even allowed. But at the same time, you know, things like underride and different things, I just want to see more data on why it's being mandated when it comes to stuff like that. No, absolutely. And I, I couldn't agree more. And I think that example you gave of the driver in Dallas, I think that's a that's a good indication too that maybe some of the um, maybe some of the people that are proposing these and I don't even know truthfully I uh, I don't even know you know where the the force is being driven I guess you could say but you know they probably you know would benefit from maybe riding along uh, you know with some more some yeah. more drivers to get that that on the ground uh, perspective um, so I couldn't yeah I couldn't agree more there. Yeah, that's a, we do that. I think every company I've worked for, they make you do a ride-along, no matter if you're in dispatch or HR, because you need to have a perspective of what these guys are dealing with every day. And I think that needs to happen often with people because, you know, there's there's perspective in what's going on in the day-to-day versus being, you know, behind a computer all day and deciding these wonderful ideas, you know. They may be wonderful ideas, but go see how they're practiced. So that's a good point. Absolutely. And I, I think that, you know, even goes into, you know, why I even do this podcast, which is to just try to shine a light on all the hardworking people of this industry and the, uh, from the drivers to the owners to, you know, the people like you that make the, to make the, the, you know, the company operate because without everybody, it's a team effort. So. Yeah. No, it, it takes a village. We say that a lot. It takes a village. <laughs> yeah. Well, Holly, this has been great. And, you know, again, the trucking business is so essential to our country, and you play a critical role. So thank you so much for sharing. No, well, thank you for giving me the time and appreciate what you're doing. This is huge because without someone like this doing this podcast, you know, it's, we're not getting our name out there, and it's truly highlighting the backbone of America, which is trucking. So. I do appreciate it. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. So.